Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 90 of Preston Jensen's podcast. Tonight, I've got a very special guest. You know, uh, every week I put on a little ticker here that asks who you guys want to hear from and who you guys want me to interview. And tonight, I am going to be interviewing the most requested person uh, from these suggestions. Uh, Tonight, we are... Getting to talk to Matt Nelson, or as most of you may know him, uh, ND Yak Angler on YouTube. Matt, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey on YouTube. Yeah, hi, thanks for having me on, Preston. Um, well, I've been doing YouTube for about 10 years now. I started in 2011, I believe. Um, yeah, it's just started out as a hobby. It's been pretty crazy the last few years how much my channel has grown and now it's to the point where I can pretty much do that full time just go out and fish and film and make a living off of it when did you pretty, re- pretty much my dream <laughs> when I was when I was a little kid never never thought I could do something like this when did you realize that hey this hobby of mine could turn into my career um a couple of years ago when I started having some good months during the summertime and my YouTube checks started being more than my my actual job checks <laughs> i started thinking you know what am i doing at this job when i could double my efforts on youtube and yeah it's worked out pretty well i've, I've been lucky with a couple of videos that really blew up and got a ton of views that really helped so so going way back when you originally started youtube have you always had uh, i know some of the people listening may not know what your channel is about and it's primarily uh, kayak fishing, but when you started the channel, was it always a kayak fishing channel? Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I started out with uh, my kayak, a little little camera strapped up in front of me, and yeah, I've always been ND Yak Angler. I, I've thought about changing my channel name a few times over the years, but I'd almost hate to do it just because so many people wouldn't recognize it. <laughs> Next time I post a video, I guess I have that fear, but... I'm just yeah. I'm just curious because I saw your kayak setup uh, video and you've got a lot of cool modifications to your kayak for filming on YouTube and I just had to think way back when I started watching YouTube and when I kind of became a fan of YouTube uh, one of the channels I always watched was Marty Zofinger. Have you ever seen oh, yeah. his channel and have you ever taken inspiration from some of his? Uh, do-it-yourself modifications? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched a ton of his videos, and yeah, there's pro- probably been some inspiration there. Um, yeah, l- luckily here we have the long off-season, and I, I just don't get into ice fishing quite as much, so I, I use that time to do my uh, camera gear building and, and stuff like that, any modifications I have to do to the kayak. Uh, what are some of the toughest things to record? Like, uh, it's it's probably kind of nerve-wracking to take this expensive camera equipment out on a kayak. Uh, how do you deal with that type of uh, scenario? Yeah, I've fried quite a few mics over the years. <laughs> I, I just kind of look for the cheaper ones that, like, if I get them wet and fry them, I'm not going to be out more than 20 30 bucks because I usually go through two or three of those each season. Um, yeah, I've, I've dropped a couple of GoPros over the edge of my kayak. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a bummer when you lose half your day's footage, but I guess 
I guess the cameras are always replaceable. So you'd say it's uh, way more frustrating to lose the footage than to lose the camera itself. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a couple of days that I just had an awesome day of fishing and, um, yeah, one of them, uh, up at Mille Lacs, I, I lost all my intro and the paddling over. Um, I was, had my selfie stick. I stuck it in my milk crate behind me and I heard a splash. Oh and, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of surprising <laughs> to me. You said you like to use the cheaper side of the audio recorders because one of the things I always notice about your videos is that the audio is very crispy and clean. Is there a lot of post-processing that you do? Yeah, I spend probably as much time on the audio and editing as I do with the video part. Um, I'll clean it up quite a bit. I reduce uh, the low end and the high end, get rid of the wind noise and some of the recorder hiss, and then uh, usually run a high limiter or a hard limiter over it to get rid of any of the loud spots. See, that's something I'm kind of interested in. Uh, Having a podcast, what's your editing or audio editing software of choice? I use Adobe Edition. Um, I forgot what version, but I've, I've had it for probably eight years now. Okay. And for editing your videos, what kind of software do you use for that? I Well, I've been using a, a pretty basic Roxio program. I'm, I'm getting more into a DaVinci Resolve okay. the last yep. year or so. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. So a lot of learning I have left to do with that one, but... Yeah, there's just so much more I can do with that. That's something I was always curious about too, because it seems like every single video you have, you're always catching awesome fish. You're always uh, seeing awesome scenery. Is there ever a trip that you go out on and you come back and you think, eh, there's just nothing here. I didn't catch anything that day. Or are you always slamming fish day after day after day after day? Well, there's, there's plenty of slow days too. Luckily I can get out like three, four days a week. So if I'm doing one upload a week, I only have to have one, one good day really. Um, I end up just having a lot of footage that I never get around to editing too, just cause I don't have time to edit it, especially during the summertime when I'm out fishing half the time and having a new, new baby at the house. I've got an eight month old little girl now. So. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. So now you're very busy. Definitely. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she keeps me busy. Uh, that was one of the other things I was thinking about is when I think of fishing channels, um, I think of, you know, people just going out and fishing, but it seems like you've got a lot of very cool outside-the-box thinking videos that are out there. Uh, one of them that comes to mind is the Chewbacca Lego uh, video. Uh, what kind of went into the planning of that? And when you made the actual Chewbacca lure did you actually think you were going to catch something with that no i had a feeling that i would um i actually have a whole bunch of uh, lego star wars sets so i was looking at one of the chewbacca minifigures one day and it's like you know what he kind of looks like a little crawfish so <laughs> i figured, figured that would make a good video idea to get views from both the lego and star wars fans so yeah, that was one of my first videos that really got a lot of views uh, I think that was the video that sucked me into the channel because I was thinking, uh, I saw the thumbnail and I thought, no way, nobody's catching <laughs> any fish with uh, Lego Chewbacca. And then uh, you made it look like yeah, no yeah. problem. And uh, how were you able to keep the hook in that guy? Well, I basically just drilled the hole straight down through his head. Um, 
and I drilled it big enough to get the hook eye down through there. And then I, I wedged like a toothpick into it just to kind of temporarily hold it until the fish came along and grabbed him. Okay. Have, have you caught any? We're, we're good enough, I guess. <laughs> have you caught any fish on any lures that are more weird than that? Mm, that's probably the weirdest one, I think. I, I know a lot of the, uh, you've got a lot of cool ones. I know you've got one with that topwater snake. You've got one with the topwater duckling. And to me, when I'm out fishing, I feel like um, that's the most satisfaction I can get out of fishing is to actually catch a fish on top water. Because for me, most of the time, uh, the fish comes out of the water and it's a swing and a miss. So uh, what kind of technique do you use to actually land fish on top water lures? Um, you, you know, it's, it's probably my favorite way to catch them too, just because you're out there, it's so peaceful. It's like, what could, what could disturb me out here? And then, bam, you get a big <laughs> top water explosion. It's just so exciting. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. Just be, be prepared for that blow up. Just don't be asleep at the reel when they hit because I've missed quite a few hook sets because I was there snoozing and they hit and <laughs> it took me a second or two to get the hook set on them. Um, yeah, just keep your keep your attention going and uh keep your rod tip down and <laughs> fingers crossed that's the other thing i have to compliment you on in fact i was uh laughing at the comments because one of uh, one of the commenters said that you are the bob ross of fishing how do you keep your cool when you have one of those giant topwater explosions and you're able to narrate the whole scenario just as calm as can be yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. Um, I guess it's, I've just been doing it long enough where <laughs> I know it's going to be a lot easier if I'm not like shouting at the top of my lungs and stuff. <laughs> it's, Absolutely. It's a lot of work fixing up those audio tracks if I have, if I have to do that. Uh, yeah. And, and that's another thing I saw another commenter say, you're the only fisherman who doesn't blast my ears whenever they catch a fish. And uh, it's true. If you watch a lot of the other fishing channels, the second they've got a hook set, it's just instant screaming where it's it's yeah. very peaceful to be able to watch the entire thing with a calm narration of the whole process. Uh, getting into the like production of one of your videos, how long would you say it takes to get enough footage, number one, for a video? I know that varies depending on when you're catching fish but how long does the overall editing process when you go into the audio production and the video production take um it all depends on how long the video is i mean there could be anywhere from a few hours to up to maybe like 12 hours if i have like a 20 minute long video and um if i'm going back and using old footage it always takes a little bit longer too because i actually have to go through and watch watch through a lot of the video it's not as fresh in my memory as <laughs> like in the summertime if i'm editing footage that's three days old i pretty much remember the whole day still so it's easy to go back and find exactly what i want in the footage and throw a video together so do you have any hobbies outside of fishing um yeah that's takes up most of my time um i used to play a lot of frisbee golf <laughs> okay back before i got my kayak but it, get out and play maybe four or five times a summer now 
You know, that that was one of the things um, that I was going to ask you, too, because your kayak is interesting. A lot of people say uh, if you're going to be into kayaking, you should be, you should have a pedal drive kayak. And I noticed that you do not have a pedal drive kayak. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, I fish a lot of uh, shallow rivers where I have to pull up that pedal drive every, I don't know, probably five minutes if I'm paddling upstream. And a lot of those kayaks are just really wide too, where they aren't as efficient to paddle as my tarpon, where I can get through some of that swift recurrent without having to hop out and pull it. So the, the, the pedal drive basically would just get in the way at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely have their, their time and place. I wouldn't mind one for for bigger lakes just for covering water just to give my arms a break sometimes mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah a lot of the skinny water or if you're going into real real thick weeds on lakes too i've seen them get pretty pretty plugged up with weeds if you were to buy a pedal drive kayak which one would you go with do you like um, like uh i guess um i should refine my question a little bit do you like the propeller style or do you like the fin style I, I do kind of like the Hobies. I, I yep. know a lot of people that have them, and everybody I know that has one, they, they love it. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a tough decision. I'd have to do a lot of research before, mm-hmm. I, before I did that. Yeah, I actually uh, got a Jackson Big Tuna I might have to oh. look into getting a trolling, trolling motor or something for. Oh, nice. It's actually a, given to me, and uh, I plan on taking my daughter out maybe. I don't know if she'll be quite ready this summer, but. Oh, very cool. So is that something the trolling motor is mounted where that pedal drive would be, or is it you'd mount it to the back? I would probably mount it to the back on that, although I do think it has a, a open spot in the hull where I could probably pop one through there too. Okay. And then uh, I suppose if you put it on the back, then would you be able to put that, uh, that I don't know, is it called a power pole micro, the the anchor system? or yeah, um, yeah, I'd have to figure something out to have them both on there. Well, uh, I noticed, uh, I don't know, uh, you, you started a merch line. Um, was that a good yeah. good process? I mean, was that uh, tough to get developed, and has that been a headache? Do you have to deal with all the shipping and all the uh, order fulfillments with that, or is that something no, you I don't have to do any of that. It's actually uh, another guy I know. He started the t-shirt company. Um, the guys from Smalley Talk Podcast, actually. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they, they started uh, Achigan is the name of the company. And uh, he contacted me, asked me if I want to do an ND Yak Angler line of merch with them. And, yeah, they, they pretty much handle everything. I just plug it in the videos, put some links in the video descriptions, and... I get a commission off of every ND Yak Angler t-shirt sold. Very cool. And did yeah. I just recently see, did I see NFL players holding up your merchandise? Yeah, yeah. A couple of uh, Colts players. How cool is that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, how fulfilling is that, that uh, NFL guys are watching your uh, productions and have your merch? Uh, I, I would imagine yeah. that would be one of the coolest feelings ever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surprised me. Um, I guess I actually fishing with them this spring too, so I'm gonna have to make a trip down there to uh, Indiana. Oh wow! Well, that would be cool. Yeah. Hopefully, you can make a video of that, and uh, we can 
we can see the fishing adventures. Um, let's see. Um, before I usually let uh, my guests go, I usually have a lightning round of questioning. Um, it's just quick hitting questions. Maybe get to know you a little bit better than uh, what people know you from your YouTube channel. Um, just okay. 10 questions. Um, first question, favorite NFL team? Um, well, it has been the Vikings, but <laughs> I, don't know, I, might, I might have to switch to the Colts now the Vikings. I've, uh, down too many times. I've been sitting on the edge of my seat all day, <laughs> impatiently waiting for them to sign uh, Harbaugh. And uh, it. Uh, I still haven't heard any news on that. Uh, I don't know if you're following the coaching search uh, in detail, yeah. but uh, – uh, well, what it'll are, be interesting to see what happens the next couple of years with him. Yep. Do you think Jim Harbaugh is the guy? Um, could be. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> if you were to hire anybody, who would it be? Oh, jeez, I, I couldn't even tell you. I, I I watch the games every now and then. I don't get that much into it. Okay. Though. All right. Your favorite species of fish to target while fishing? Definitely smallmouth bass. You can't beat the excitement of smallmouth. Okay. What's your least favorite? Um, probably walleye because I never seem to have much luck when I actually go out and target them. They, okay. they only bite when I'm targeting something else. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you could be sponsored by any company, who would it be? Uh, that's a tough one. Probably St. Croix because I'd spend a lot of money on St. Croix fishing rods. <laughs> I've been using them for eight years and yeah, they're about all I use. Well, that's a pretty good endorsement. They should probably be contacting contacting you to get a Matt Nelson line of fishing poles or something. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. <laughs> hopefully in the future something like that will happen for you. Um, yeah. All right. If money wasn't an object, what is the best kayak made in your opinion? Mm-hmm. Gee, that's a tough one. I honestly like my tarpon 120, man. I mean, it's tough to beat the simplicity of okay. the layout of those tarpons, but yeah, there's so many nice kayaks these days. I'd have a tough time. I haven't even really looked the last year or two. There's probably so many I couldn't even name. It's amazing. You know, I just got into looking into kayaks. My brother got a couple kayaks last year and we've been kayaking. Uh, we did a lot of kayaking on the Cheyenne last year and I kind of fell in love with it. So this uh, winter I've been looking into kayaks and, uh, it's amazing. All of the little details and different features, all these kayaks are coming out with, and boy, you can get kayaks that are as expensive as a car. It seems like, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, I had no idea, you know, before I started looking into it. All right. Favorite movie of all time. Oh man, that is a tough one. Probably Goonies. Goonies. Oh, that's one of my favorites <laughs> yeah. all time too. That's awesome. All right. Are you a gamer? What's your favorite video game of all time? Um, you know, I, I used to play a lot of games, but since I got the kayak and uh, started the YouTube, I, I mean, I just don't really have a whole lot of time for it. I, I, I played a lot of Fallout. Okay. That's probably the last game that I really got into. All right, you kind of answered this one earlier in the podcast, but uh, summer fishing or ice fishing? Definitely summertime. I cannot wait for spring. 
do you ever been, been too cold too cold here this year right i know <laughs> I like, like i don't like this below zero stuff like today negative six tonight i see it's supposed to get down to negative 30 and with the wind chill it's supposed to feel like negative 55 or something so uh yeah even if you're out in an ice house that's not too fun yeah one good thing though with all this snow it should help bring the rivers and lakes back up true next year after uh, the drought last summer that was uh did you have big problems with that getting around in places that you usually fish um no i could get around fine in my kayak but it definitely seemed like it impacted the fishing i didn't see the big pike and the muskie up in the spots on the river where i'd usually find them so okay made it, made it a little bit tough just curious have you caught any muskie in the on ashtabula uh yeah i've caught probably four or five Okay. Yep. Because I know they, uh, I don't know when they started introducing them, but I know that's something they're doing now. Uh, I don't know if they've gotten down into the Cheyenne River. I would imagine they, they have, but. Uh, oh, yeah. I've got a few below the Oh, you have? Too. Okay. It seems yep. like there's always big pikes sitting down there. So I would imagine it's a good spot for the muskies to hang out too. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Some days the pike will be there. Some days the muskie will be there. It's like mm-hmm. they take turns or something. I don't know. It was it was odd because a few years ago, actually, uh, I really got into the walleye down there, and it's just uh, every time I go down there, you know, I'm not targeting any specific species, but there's something yeah. different biting, which is always kind of fun. Oh, yeah. And yeah. another thing that I really like about that spot is no cell phone reception for me, at least. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of nice to just get away for a little while. Yeah. All right. Nicest body of water you've ever went kayaking on? Ooh. It's tough. That, that's got to be up in the boundary waters. One of the one of the lakes up there. Probably Triangle Lake. So w- when you go up to something like that, is that a, a camping trip? Uh, or do you just go out for a day and come back? Yeah, I went up there with a friend. I think we stayed three nights. So we packed the, the tents and a bunch of camping gear in the kayaks and they had a few different uh, island campsites set up. So we were lucky enough to get one of those and yeah, it was awesome. Oh, that sounds very cool. So with something well, like, uh, are you able to film something like that? I mean, without a uh, place to charge things, how how is that possible? Yeah, uh, luckily I have about 20 extra GoPro batteries. So that <laughs> <laughs> was good for a few days. I, I think I pretty much went through them all though. Uh, we talk a lot of uh, technology and stuff on this podcast and I just recently got the new GoPro uh, and just got the Enduro batteries. Have you tested those out at all? No, I haven't. Uh, uh, I was I've been thinking about picking up one of the newer GoPros though. I think my, uh, my uh, newest one, I think I got right here is the seven. So okay. I'm, I'm about due for a new one. Yeah. See the one I had before that, I think it was the hero three plus or something. And I thought, you know what? It's finally time to upgrade the GoPro. Yeah. And, uh, I got that. And right at the same time I got that GoPro, they were just releasing that Enduro battery. And that's been one of my, uh, frustrations, for, uh, living up in North Dakota and you've got the GoPro batteries in the cold weather and they just don't last too long where it seems like yeah. with that new Enduro battery, it seems like they're holding up and at least in the uh, small amount of time I've had to test it. So, uh, oh, so something to, to definitely look into. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I always have to keep a few spares in my pocket with a little hand warmer in there yep. to keep them warm. And exactly. Ready to go. Or 
or else you get five minutes out of them and they're shot. I've also <laughs> I've also got a drone company, and uh, doing drone stuff in this weather is kind of kind of miserable because, uh, like you said, you've got to have the batteries constantly heating with like a little heating pad or something. Uh, to try yeah. and keep things warm. So it would be nice if in the future they came up with some sort of enduro battery for a drone. That would be awesome. Yeah. So well, one more reason why I like summer fishing better. It's just so much absolutely. easier to film. Absolutely, yep. Uh, batteries last twice as long. I can imagine. All right. Single coolest thing you've encountered on any of your adventures? I know one uh, – uh, like, it doesn't have to be fishing-related, because I know you just posted a video about that uh, bird getting caught in the tree, and I thought that was amazing that you took the time to, you know, try and release that. I don't know how it uh, – do you think it lived in the long run, or um, – it, It's tough to say. It looked a lot better when I came back 20, 30 minutes later, but, um, yeah, I, I hope it made it. Yeah, I hope so, too. I – I, if not, there's a lot of coyotes around there. I probably would have met a pretty quick end. Mm -hmm. I actually couldn't. Hopefully, didn't suffer a whole lot. I couldn't believe how much better it looked. Uh, like right when you got it released, I thought, "Oh, there's no chance for this thing." And then when you came back, I was like, "Hey, it looks like a normal bird now." But uh, still, who yeah. knows? But yeah. what yeah. is the coolest thing you've encountered when on your adventures? Um. Well, it's tough to say. I've seen a couple of bears. <laughs> um, I think the coolest thing is I, I was seeing, seeing an eagle swoop down and, and grab a fish right out of the water. I had one come grab something probably 20 feet off to the side of me once. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, I didn't have my cam camera going, but it's <laughs> still, still pretty cool just to watch that. Oh, that sounds awesome. And when you say you've encountered bears, uh, is that how close do, you, do they get to you? <laughs> yeah, uh, not well, the one time uh, I was on my way down to the spot where I launch um, on this little lake up in northern Minnesota, it's kind of hidden in, in the woods, and it's maybe 100 yards from my launch spot. I had a bear just kind of stand up on his hind legs right in front of my truck in the road. <laughs> so yeah, it made me a little bit nervous. Yeah, I don't know about that. Up there. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't sound like it would be too fun for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, yeah, I've just seen them uh, wandering the shore shoreline a couple of times up in that area. Very cool. Get up north of Detroit Lakes, you see them sometimes. <laughs> I got to ask about this because um, every year my family goes to, it's called Big Wolf Lake. It's up kind of by Bemidji. I don't know if you're familiar with that area, but it's a big musky fishery. And uh, one night we were out just for a boat ride, and we saw a musky swimming with its head above the water. And have you ever seen anything like that before? Yeah, I have seen that a couple of times. You know, do you know why they would be doing that? I have no idea. It really kind of confused me. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was asking, and uh, I've got an actual video of it um, on my YouTube channel. But um, I was asking the resort owner and stuff, and they said, "Oh, they could be." up above looking for food on the top of the water, or they said sometimes they uh, eat a meal that's kind of too big for them, so they come up to the water to help digest it. And I was just, I was getting a lot of theories, but nobody really knew uh, the concrete answer for it. So I thought, oh, maybe you've heard of that before and why they would be doing that. But 
yeah, yeah. I've seen him do it, but I have no, uh, no idea why. Interesting. I, I just saw a, a pike do it last fall. Out really? Lake in North Dakota. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess uh, that's how uh, Loch Ness rumors and stuff like that can get started because it, it was kind of like, yeah, yeah. whoa, what is this? You know, I thought maybe it was a loon or something at first, and then when yeah. we got up, I was like, whoa, it's a muskie, but uh, very interesting. <laughs> All right, last one. Favorite YouTube channel to watch for enjoyment? Um, that's a tough one. Um, probably Aqua Chigger. Yes. Know familiar with him. But. Very familiar with him. The metal detector and. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. And yeah. Cave exploring. And yes. River exploring adventures. Yeah, it always. Very it always cool. Always fascinating. Makes me wish we had that much cool history around here where we could just go to the river and find a bunch of cannonballs. Exactly. And uh, that's one of the other things I'm really into is underwater metal detecting. I've got scuba scuba dive and I've got the underwater metal detecting. But uh, to be honest, all I find is garbage. So it's it's pretty (laughs) cool to watch him. And I know he puts in a lot of uh, extra research. So whenever he goes out, uh, he knows that, uh, there was a crossing here, and there's more than likely yeah. some history. So I think that's yeah. kind of cool. And I also think it's neat how he restores the stuff that he finds. Um, uh, very, yeah, yeah. Very interesting yeah, individual. He just has a, a, a ton of information, too. I mean, it's like watching a History Channel show or something. To see yes. <laughs> every one of his videos. So have you noticed that since you've gotten uh, so big on YouTube, have you ever reached out to any of these other YouTubers and, like – um, maybe you could do a video with him at some point. Uh, have you ever, uh, reached out to uh, anybody like that? Um, I haven't really, I, I've had several reach out to me. I did a couple of videos with Tyler's real fishing. Okay. Um, what was it a couple of years ago? He's up here. And, uh, yeah, I have plans to meet up with one or two others this, this upcoming season. So awesome. Yeah. It's always yeah. kind of fun to find, uh, people doing youtube in the north dakota area it's always fun for me to have uh people on my show that i'm a big fan of for number one but number two it's fun when they're hey they're from north dakota they kind of know the area um i don't know if you follow uh 51 drones uh he's a drone guy out of minot a very cool guy on youtube um or a guy in minnesota that you might know of is maverick uh do you ever watch the truck camping videos that yep. he makes. Uh, yep, I've seen a couple of those too. And I, I think it was him that has a Thorn Brothers rod, like a special edition Thorn Brothers fishing rod or something like that. But, uh, um, oh yeah. But yeah, very cool. Um, I want to thank you for being on the show tonight. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can get you on the show again in the future at some point. Um, uh, it'd be fun to get you. Uh, I don't know how often you get to Valley City to do uh, fishing videos and stuff, but uh, uh, my brother's a realtor in town, and he said that someone was moving um, from out of state to North Dakota, and he was talking about how pretty the area was, and he said, well, uh, you've guys got one of the best um, ambassadors for this area, and he was talking about ND Yak Angler. He said he watches all the videos, and he said this area is so gorgeous, and that's how we learned about the area. So I thought that was kind of yeah. a cool story too. So um, yeah, 
it seems like half the people that I run into on the river, they recognize me and they're all from out of state. So, Oh, really? <laughs> I, that's interesting. I, I usually don't, don't name the spots I fish in the videos, but I right. think there's enough people that kind of do their research and yep. figure them out on their own. And, yeah, I suppose. Is there ever uh, anybody that's like, hey, don't come fishing over here? Uh, you know, you see a lot of the YouTube fishermen say they, the locals don't really um, – I wouldn't say like them, but they're not friendly with them because they, they fear they're giving away their fishing spots and stuff. Have you ever had any situations like that? Um, nothing too bad. I've just had uh, a few people ask me not to disclose the location or anything like mm -hmm. that. And uh, from all the videos I've watched, you've done a very good job of, uh, you know, saying, hey, I'm in North Dakota or whatever, but uh, it doesn't seem like you're ever yeah. giving away spots, which is... Which is nice yeah. too. I know. I know people take their fishing spots very seriously, um, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but I want to thank you for being on the show. It's been a lot of fun getting to learn about you. Uh, I know my uh, listeners will really appreciate this episode. So, thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, looking forward to spring so I can get back out there and get back to fishing. Absolutely. If if any of my listeners want to find you on social media or watch your videos, what's the best way to do that? Um, I am ND Yak Angler on YouTube and Instagram. Um, Facebook, I just use my regular name, Matt Nelson. Sounds good. Um, and and uh, for any of my listeners, don't forget to go out and buy some of his merch. Uh, very cool stuff. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I should have worn my NDI English shirt today. Should have, yep. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thanks again, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to have you on the show in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me.